Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of BBP News. I'm Nicholas Rod. Chris Baker's here with me, and we are back for another Friday morning episode. Chris, start us off in the normal Friday morning fashion with the weather headed into the weekend. In Los Angeles, California, it is clear 73 with a mostly cloudy weekend. In Houston, Texas, it is partly cloudy 85 with thunderstorms throughout the weekend. In Chicago, Illinois, it is mostly clear 56 with showers throughout the weekend. In New York City, it is clear 61 with a partly cloudy weekend. All right. Well, Chris, it's good to have you back. It feels like it's been forever. It's been a very long time, you know, things get busy, though. Sometimes, you know, we, we just can't always be here. But at least, you know, it's a two-man team, so we always have news. Well, you know, i got to be honest with you. When I went to go record this morning, I forgot what to do. <laughs> yeah, you're just falling out of the routine a little bit. I did. But we're definitely glad you're back. I'm definitely glad you're back. Um, it's not the same recording alone. You missed out on some very interesting, uh, polls and stories. I got to say. Yeah. I'd say the most interesting one you missed out on was a poll that I had last Friday about, uh, the connections between people's candy preferences and personality types. So I, interesting. yeah, it was a very interesting time. You know, you had people who, uh, like sour candy and describe themselves as like outgoing or you know eccentric things like that and then people who like chocolate are like oh you know shy you know stuff like that mint was thoughtful such you know so on and so forth that that is a interesting poll um have you heard about crime goes up when ice cream sales go up no no yep. I have not <laughs> Mm-hmm. When ice cream sales go up, so does crime. Huh. So, it's a really weird correlation. It is, but uh, it's a true story. But anyways, we got some news to get into today. Starting off with, after a two-week recess, the House and Senate are back to work this week in D.C., and there is a lot on the agenda. There are four big pieces of legislation that they are focusing on and some extra things they will be talking about. Starting off in no particular order, the Biden administration is asking Congress to approve another trench of money to provide weapons to Ukraine. You probably remember when Congress approved the $13.6 billion for Ukraine in the government spending plan back in March. Of that money, Congress gave the president the authority to spend $3 billion of that. But at this point, the president has basically allocated almost all of that money. So President Biden is going back to Congress this week to ask them for another $713 million. It is Likely that it will pass, but how it may pass will be the interesting part. Another package is $10 billion to fund the COVID government program, like free boosters, vaccines, antibody treatments, and testing. That bill did pass the House last month, but has not passed the Senate yet. The reasoning for this is some Republicans and even Democrat lawmakers are holding it up. The group of people are concerned about the Biden administration ending a very controversial immigration policy known as Title 42. Title 42 was set to end on May 23rd, but more on that in a moment. 
Another piece of legislation almost completed is the $52 billion that would subsidize American companies as an incentive to make chips in the U.S. to power the electronics in cars. The U.S. does not make them like they used to, and that has proved to be problematic. The House and the Senate passed two different versions of this bill, but 100 lawmakers have been trying to reconcile and come to a compromise. The Senate is also set to take up a bill that already passed the House that would cap insulin prices at $35, and believe it or not, some lawmakers, including Senator Manchin, want to revive pieces of the failed Build Back Better plan. Some areas they want to revive are healthcare, education, and climate change, and tax law. A federal judge told the Biden administration they cannot end Title 42, at least right now. Last week, more than 20 states sued to block the White House's plan to end Title 42. On May 23rd, this week, a federal judge from Louisiana issued a temporary restraint order as the case continued to play out. This is certainly not the end of it. As we told you back in April, Senate Republicans and Democrats were concerned about the president's plan to end the program, saying it was unwise as Border Patrol was warning of an influx of migrants waiting at the border. Title 42 is an immigration policy President Trump enacted in 2020 that requires migrants to be expelled from the U.S. mostly to Mexico when they arrive at the border due to the threat of COVID-19, bypassing normal immigration screening procedures, including humanitarian measures under U.S. law. Since the start of that program, Border Patrol says more than 1.8 million migrants have been expelled from the U.S. under Title 42. No words yet from the Justice Department on next steps, but regardless of today's rulings, expect Congress to take up the issue again during this session. Canceling student debt for another 40,000 borrowers and qualifying more than 3 million people for at least three years of credit towards loan forgiveness and correcting years of loan repayment mismanagement. The Education Department made a big announcement this week that may be impacting you or someone you know, but the people that it is impacting is a very specific group of people. There are two types of borrowers that are qualified, those who are in income-driven repayment programs and those who were incorrectly steered towards loan forbearance programs. And I do not mean the COVID-19 forbearance, I mean the 12-month or 36-month calculation forbearance program that was accruing interest. Starting with the income-driven payments, if you are one of those plans, you know most borrowers are supposed to be paying substantial lower monthly payments and are entitled to forgiveness after 20 years of consistent payments. But after an investigation by the Department of Education found loan services were not accurately counting the borrower's payments towards their eligible forgiveness. So to fix that, the Education Department is conducting a one-time revision of your qualifying payments if you have a direct student loan or federal family education loan. The Education Department will also count money spent deferment to 2013 towards IDR forgiveness. Any months you may qualify for will count towards IDR. After that recalculation, any borrower who is found to have completed all their payments will receive loan cancellation automatically. 
Those who were steered towards loan forbearance incorrectly under the department's rules, borrowers who were struggling to pay back their student loans were supposed to be counseled into either a short-term interest-driven forbearance program or that income-driven repayment we just talked about. But after that review, the education department violated rules and incorrectly misguided people into a forbearance program when they should have been in an IDR program. To fix all this, the education department says for those that were steered into the wrong direction, later this year, the federal government will automatically give a one-time account adjustment that will count for forbearance of more than 12 months consecutively and more than 36 months cumulative towards forgiveness under income-driven repayment and public service loan forgiveness. If you were wrongly steered into a forbearance program for a shorter amount of time, you can fill out a form and ask federal student aid to manually review your account. Moderna has asked the FDA to grant authorization for its COVID-19 vaccine for children 6 and under. If the request is approved, Moderna would be the first to receive such approval. For months it has been asked when we would see a request from one of the already approved COVID-19 vaccine makers for the approval of a vaccine for those under 6 years old. As Omicron spread throughout the country, children were being sent to the hospital at a rate that far surpassed any percentage seen before that point in the pandemic. This vaccine, which would be made up of a two-shot regimen, would be for children from the ages of six months to five years old. The dosage used would equal about a fourth of the size of the dose given to adults. Current trials show that the vaccine is 51% effective at preventing infection from Omicron for children under 2 years old and 37% for those ages 2 to 5 years old. Moderna will also look to create a booster for children under 6 years old that primarily targets Omicron rather than the original strain of the virus. Pfizer is also expected to file for the same authorization relatively soon, with the CEO Albert Borla saying that he hopes for approval sometime in June. Along with this news, it was announced that Vice President Kamala Harris tested positive for COVID-19 on Tuesday. We will have a more detailed report on that Monday morning. Getting into rapid news, Elon Musk, CEO of Tesla, has made a deal with Twitter to buy the company for more than $44 billion. More details on Medium. The average cost of a home shot up 19.8% between February 2021 and February 2022. Nick, what do you got for this Friday morning good news? For today's good news story, we have a classic hero story. In South Africa at the beach, there was a bartender who saw a family get swept out into the ocean by a wave and immediately dropped everything he was doing to go and save them. This bartender literally dropped the beer he was pouring, threw it aside, ran to the edge, took off his belt and jumped into the water and managed to save the family along with uh, another tourist who helped out. They were able to get the family to shore. Uh, the bartender specifically made sure to save the eight-year-old daughter who could not float by herself. And the family later returned to that same area and found that bartender uh, to just thank him for everything he did and for saving their family. And the bar where he works 
uh, congratulated him on their Facebook page and said that he deserves great tips after all the efforts uh, that he has done and all the, the help he has given. Talk about quick action thinking. Just like the general bravery that he had and the quick thinking, like you said, to just immediately drop everything. To not think about his own safety, to not worry about himself, to immediately drop all that and go and jump right into the ocean like that. Just astonishing. It truly is. That is the end of this Friday morning news episode. Make sure you come back Sunday morning for a what to expect in the news episode. But until Sunday morning, have a great start to your weekend, everybody. Bye, guys.